Welcome to the On Shuffle Podcast. Coming at you now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the On Shuffle Podcast. Got a good one for you, man. Dude, how you doing, Matthew? How's your week? Oh, yeah, it's been a good one. It's been a good one to uh, just enjoy the weekend and let it go at it. Sweet, dude. Sweet. So, same here. Look at a little bit of a rainy day. Shouldn't hear any dogs today. I'm proud to announce that I, I upgraded and did an invisible fence. So, uh, so I freed them, and uh, and also they're not barking. So, uh, two wins. But no, dude, we should have a good one here tonight. I, um, I'm, f- I finally, after a while, a cold streak. I, I got a topic in. I joke uh, halfway, but um, Matthew's been rolling here lately. We've been, uh, he's been picking out some good topics, and um, and of course. Uh, this week it just kind of hit me. Uh, well, you know what? As I always, I, I loved how I jump. I get so excited, dude. Let me back up uh, and tell us what our homework was. So yeah, so um, our homework was to I think last week was the fiftieth anniversary of um, uh, Dark Side of the Moon. So Pink Floyd's obviously a big album, so we figured we'll um, do uh, do a little review of Pink Floyd. Sweet dude. So, okay, you're the expert here. I want you to go first. Um, you know, I know you. Uh, you're a uh, you're a big Pink Floyd fan, anyways. Uh, I was trying to come up with a quick uh, name of the uh, Pink Pink Head or I, I don't know, dude. But uh, I know you're a big fan already. Um, did you go back and listen to him this week? Yes, 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 I did. So I um, kind of started with um, there. <clears throat> yeah, started with. Um, of course, Dark Side, and then just some of their put it on shuffle for the rest of the stuff. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I did listen to them. So, um, I guess before we get going, a yeah. little background. Um, they got started in the early 1960s. Um, they're kind of off and on as far as, I guess, the first remnants of Pink Floyd. The f- first iteration of the group was, well, was a group called Jeff Moat in the Motos? No way. Well, because it was it wasn't necessarily most of the group. It was like the original lead singer, um, okay. Roger Waters, was in that group, and um, it was um, Nick Mason. They're they're still in the group, okay. but um, I guess what actually became uh, Pink Floyd, as far as what we all know as Pink Floyd, whenever. Um, David Gilmore joined the group, mm-hmm. you know, cause lead singer and guitar player. Um, he didn't join until much later. Let me see. Hold on real fast, dude. Did you say early sixties? Yep. Holy hell, dude. I had no idea. I, I mean, I knew they were, I knew they were on, well, I, I thought they were somewhere around uh, queen where it was probably uh late sixties and, uh, and maybe 70, 71. No idea. It was freaking early sixties. Yes, yes. And I, I guess like remnants of it, I guess kind of how, you know, Metallica and Megadeth and kind of how they were at one point. Mm. Um, not really those groups until much later. Sure. Um, so David Gilmore didn't join the group until, well, I guess like 66, 67. It kind of doesn't say uh, explicitly. Um, but uh, I guess because of, because of what... I guess I didn't know this till reading it just now that 
sorry. Um, <laughs> was that they didn't pick up their original lead singer on the way to a gig. Okay. So they left him behind. Hmm. So um, his name was Sid Barrett. He kind of uh, looms large over Pink Floyd and their history. Um, he's, uh, like I said, the original lead singer and guitar player. Um, I think his biggest thing, and this is this could be just um, all part of the lore, that, uh, of course, I think Pink Floyd is famous for you know experimenting with drugs. Uh, well, he did the most. So uh, he was kind of the most... Um, uh, most shit faced out of all of them. So <laughs> eventually he left the group and kind of tried doing his own thing. Um, and then of course, Pink Floyd, uh, trounced on, I think they're, so they were very active obviously all the way up until probably until the nineties. And then they do shows every now and again, release, at released maybe a couple albums since then. Although David Gilmore is active. Um, st- still, well, he's an old man now, but active as he can be. Um, so yeah, a little history of Pink Floyd. This rough this version of it. So you're telling me, and I, I, I'm sorry, dude. I, I guess this is just a lack of knowledge. I mean, I, I'll be quite honest. Like, I've never, <clears throat> I mean, everybody, everybody knows who Pink uh, knows who Pink Floyd is, but I mean, I've never did my research on. Uh, I, um, I know, you know, uh, I know even individuals uh, and stuff and kind of what they are, but I never knew that. That, so the original, you're telling me the original lead singer uh, didn't show up or uh, for a gig, or they left him, or they, what? Le- they left him, yeah. Because I guess I was in January. Then he actually disbanded. Like he left the group in March. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a couple months later where they actually officially split ties with him. Oh. Um, Did they replace him then with what's his face? Uh, uh, well, um, I think because um, Sid Barrett was the original lead singer and uh-huh. guitar player, then. David, David Gilmore just joined on guitar, and then he just took over singing. I guess him and uh, Roger Waters, I guess, took over most of the vocals um, there after that. Um, That's wild. Yeah. Um, like, and, I, and I guess like all these famous groups, they obviously weren't exactly what they turned out being. I mean, Kiss was Wicked Lester for some reason. So what, what kind of name was that? Mm. Um and Pink Floyd's name, well, I said it was Jeff Moat and the Motos, whatever the hell that is. Um, there was also Bullet. That was also the name at one time. Um, so, yeah, so a lot of different names and iterations before they settled on Pink Floyd. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here uh, Googling now. You've blown my mind. Uh, Sid Barrett, uh, real fast, guys. 1972, Barrett left the music industry, of course, uh, as Matthew just stated what happened. Uh, retired from public life and strictly guarded his privacy until his death, which was actually 2006. Uh, he continued painting and dedicated himself to gardening. Uh, Pink Floyd recorded several tributes and homages to him, including the 1975 song Sweet Shine On You Crazy Diamond and the 1979 rock opera The Wall. Uh, dude, that's crazy. Hold on. 1988 EMI released the, an album of unreleased tracks and outtakes. Uh, Opel, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, anyways, uh, with yeah. uh, with his approval, Barrett's approval. And in 1996, Barrett was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of Pink Floyd. Uh, yeah. And, um, you know, God rest his soul, he passed away in uh, 2006 from cancer. But uh, probably a great guy, uh, you know, and all that. Uh, so, I mean, no disrespect, but uh, it's kind of crazy that um, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to me. Well, I, I, I think was 
I mean, uh, what's his name? Um, Guitars for Kiss is in Rock nah, and Roll no, thing. Right. So it's like, I mean, I, I think, yeah, um, sure. As far as it's a good point. I mean, like all those Red Hot Chili Peppers members are in the yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and well, it, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like uh, Virgil uh, being in the NWO. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah, yeah, wrestling. <laughs> and yeah. I and I, if you don't if you don't watch wrestling in the '90s uh, and you're listening to this, you know, just chalk that down as Daniels being a nerd, but. Um, but yeah, I guess it's just crazy that this guy had was, and I, I guess it's, I, I, I think that's cool that he's in there with him because, um, I mean, the, you know, ultimately his, he's got a footprint in there, you know, um, and there's yeah. probably no them if you want to get technical, uh, but there's probably no them if it wasn't for him, uh, being there early. Um, so, you know, yeah. I, I get it. I do. It's just crazy when you think of it. Yeah. And like I said, and it's probably something that they obviously wanted. Sure. And obviously, he does loom large. I mean, a lot of their stuff after him was dedicated to him. I mean, he must have been a good dude. Wish you were here was dedicated to him. And really? uh, yeah, so um, nah, give, give his shit, give him a damn Hall of Fame. Yeah, like, best and, of. I mean, and I guess when you look at other groups that uh, you know, like I said, because there's so many. Like Red Hot Chili Peppers is a very good one where there's like so many other members from the '80s that yeah. you know, like. I guess to me, the Red Hot Chili Peppers started in the early '90s, and that was it. There's no, there's no '80s Red Hot Chili Peppers. Right. Um, and, me too. Yeah. So, and um, I mean, they're one of my favorite bands, but me too. And uh, you know, like I said, I can't remember that damn guitar player's name from Kiss, the new one. Um, but you know, I guess he's only been on one album. Sure. Of like, I guess original material. I guess he played on Sonic Boom, but um, that's about it for him. Besides him just being playing and stuff, you know, it's nuts, live. Man. So yeah. Um, well, what did you did you go back? Let me ask you this: Did you listen to anything this week that um, that maybe you either a forgot about or b never gave a good listen to? Uh, yeah, I listened to um, more of the Wall than I ever have. Okay. Um, that's an album that I haven't r- really dug into, um, and. Um, it was, I guess, it was so long, and it's definitely like more of a a rock opera. The whole movie aspect of it, too. Um, Would you say that or Dark Side of the Moon is the not your favorite, but the most uh, the biggest album for them? Uh, I'll say definitely Dark Side right. still because they, I mean, the album still probably sells thousands of copies of you know a week or month or however that's calculated now. I mean, it's I can't remember how many. Let me see if I can find out how fast uh, how many. Uh, times went platinum that album alone so i would say that's definitely their number one yeah. um i think the wall is obviously a number two right you know because the movie and all that stuff mm. um but um but yeah so i, I gave the wall more of a listen and obviously just revisiting right. their stuff because it's um obviously the one of my you know i think i'll probably number two behind queen as far as my favorite groups mm-hmm. um but i can't say it was um i guess i've d- delved into all their musical right. history or one that I listen to regularly because it's definitely kind of a time and place for me as far as when I listen to um, Pink Floyd. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't really put on Comfortably Numb and listen to that every day, you know. So yeah. it's um, one of those things that I uh, just kind of revisit every now and again um, when I'm in the mood. And uh, like I said, they're really good. Um so my favorite album from them is probably Wish You Were Here or 
animals, which is, um, I think we touched on briefly with some topic before, but, um, so yeah, so they're one of my favorites. So obviously I think they're obviously a t-shirt band as far as what we oh, kind of came yeah. to label them. Everybody, uh, definitely knows, but the Pink Floyd logo is very famous. Sure. And, um, like I said, it's one that is well known, but I cannot not imagine a lot of people have listened to. So, mm-hmm. um, I'll say definitely check them out, obviously, if you have not ever listened to Pink Floyd, which is odd, but, you know, it's definitely out there. Yeah, listen, if you if you own their T-shirt, damn it, uh, and you've listened to the band, give them a check, <laughs> uh, give them a listen. You don't even have to like them. Just give it a, give, give it a listen. I'll tell you this. Um, so, and I just, I'll give you songs because I really didn't uh, pay a whole lot of attention to uh, albums this week. Um, but I do know these both are on uh, Dark Side of the Moon because I did check that one out. But uh, Great Gig in the Sky, uh, Brain Damage, uh, those two, you know, obviously, uh, I, I like those two. Um, I'm trying to think, was there anything off that album? Uh, I can't remember if it was on the run or time, but it was okay. Uh, that that I, I, I shouldn't say okay, that I kind of like. Um, moving forward, really, and I won't keep you long. I, obviously, we all like Wish You Were Here. Uh, that's uh, that's my favorite song by them. Um, and uh you know it's just a, a great song but uh comfortably numb which that's off the wall isn't it um i think that's actually off the dark side let me see real fast okay. i have it right here um, um no that's that's off the wall okay yeah that um what else did i see let me see if i wrote anything down um oh have a cigar i love I love yeah, that song uh have you ever heard of the uh brian may and uh dave grohl version of that uh can't say i have no, it's no. good it's really good uh but that's worth checking out um, that was on an album a long, long time ago because I remember buying the album. I want to say it might have been a, 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 a some sort of charity uh, album. I can't. Anyways, uh, definitely worth a listen. I'll find that off air. Uh, and there was one more, uh, "Goodbye Blue Sky," uh, which is mm-hmm. off the wall. Um, but uh, but man, just I and I hate to say this every week because I know it sounds like I'm just uh, being a, you know a certain way, but. Another time, another instance where you listen and you're like, damn it, like uh, these guys are it's clean, crisp. Um, and, you know, it's just it's very like uh, I don't even I don't I don't have an explanation for this, but it's very deep. Like it's just it's damn deep. It's very uh, there's so many layers to it um, and they're just so they're damn geniuses, man. Yeah, like I said that's one thing about, you know, them that I think. They're not progressive as far as like a pro- progressive like music wise, like right. uh, Dream Theater or anything like that. Um, but yeah, there's definitely heavy subjects they sure. talk about and musically, like I said, it's not something you can just put on and like, hey, I'm gonna put this on and have a good, you know, clean, clean my house. Right, right, right. Um, it's definitely one you know, something you kind of have to take in and um, um, just kind of not do anything else. Yeah. Um, so like I said, so that's. Um, but I, and I guess with their music, it's kind of, uh, I guess they've earned it, obviously. Oh, yeah. Music, music be that way, listen that way. And, um, like I said, there's only so many bands like that that kind yeah, of, sure. uh, um, stop and grab your attention like that. Speaking of progressive, uh, Roger Waters, very, 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 I, I love 
that about him because I honestly I don't know I you know who's to say like you agree with someone or disagree like that's irrelevant but I think it's so cool that he is the way he is he's very unapologetic about it and it's funny because yeah. we're in a day and age where you know it's uh you know you there's a line drawn in the sand so you you got to believe like me or you got to think the way I do and it, he's like he'll say something and everybody's like yes yes that's awesome and then he'll basically he'll turn around and be like hey fuck you too uh you guys aren't any better you know uh so I think he's the man um very passionate but uh I, they're just awesome man and i i i will recommend i'll say this was a great experience this week and i would recommend if anyone's like me uh and they never really just sat down and listened to a whole lot of pink floyd uh it's well worth it um they're definitely one of those bands that uh go past the hits um and uh and you know just deep dive a little bit into it and see what you see and what you feel um but um but again it's uh, very and I, one thing I could tell this week, a uh, very mood uh, like I there's moods now after this week that I'll be like, OK, let me go put on some Pink Floyd. Um, mm. So, you know, I, I thought that's kind of cool. That's one thing I do like about certain ones. Uh, but, you know, anyways, that's my uh, take. If you've never heard of them, uh, check them, <laughs> check yeah. them out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Now. Um, on to the main event here. We've got a interesting topic for you. I know, again, I was I was mentioning at the start of the show, Matthew's been on a roll here over the past couple of months. He's been nailing us out. Uh, that sounded weird. He's been pumping out. That don't sound much better. He's been putting out some good topics for us. Um, be kind of leading in that um, category. Uh, so we've been doing some fun stuff here lately. We've been talking about some fun stuff. And, uh, you know, this week, one popped in my head. Um and you know it's kind of ironic. We've been we just got done talking about disappointing uh, acts here uh, recently, and uh, one thing that popped in my head is um, when you are, uh, I guess the, I'll say two words: pleasant surprise. Um, and kind of what I mean by that is, uh, you know, so many times uh, I'm anticipating albums, and I'm, um, you know, there's this album coming out, uh, or this band that I really like putting out a new song, a new EP. And, uh, you know, you listen to it and it's just, uh, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Um, maybe it's not what you expected. Again, we hit on that. That's disappointing stuff. That's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, I'm talking about on the other side of that, the things that maybe you don't have as much, uh, and it could be a wide variety of things. I can't wait to uh, get Matthew's take on this, but, um, I'll, I'll say this pleasant surprises. Um, now this is a little bit deep, but I want to say this on the show. I've never told anyone else this. Um, so it's kind of weird for me to say this on the show. Uh, my, my mom passed away. God rest her soul about four years ago, three or four years ago. Um, she, uh, fortunately didn't know it until she died. She was a donor and, uh, and she gave, um, her something to do with her eyes. I, I don't know. I'm not, you know, very smart, but, uh, helped, uh, someone, um, you know, as far as the donor goes. So she was able to, uh, they were able to use her eyes to, to help someone who needed it. So, uh, uh, let me push past that right about a week later. Uh, Adam Lambert put out a song called new eyes and I, in uh, 2019, uh, now I know that might sound silly, but, uh, you know, when you're a fan of a, a artist or a group or something like that, and then he puts out this really cool song and it kind of hits home like, uh, you know, even sometimes the lyrics might not have anything to do with it. But, you know, you'll just have something like that that gives you just one little bit of it. And uh, and then I don't know. So that's one for me. And I just want to throw something out there. Just a pleasant surprise. 
Uh, until recently, I've not had a whole lot of times where I've anticipated maybe an Adam Lambert uh, song or album or song because I'm a fan of his, of course, big time fan of his now. But, um, you know, it's just not something that I'm heavily into as far as uh, prior to the Queen stuff and, and all that. But, um, you know, it's things like that that made me a bigger fan of. Now, Matthew, I'm mumbling. I want you to give me uh, something that might be a pleasant surprise to you. Let's bounce some things off of each other. Um, so yes, yeah, so I guess the way I interpreted it is um, a lot in the lightning in the bottle. There you go. Moments where it's, um, you know, I guess you have songs on shuffle, or you know, you're not really choosing anything in particular. Nothing's, you know, put something on like a playlist you normally listen sure. to. And nothing's like grabbing your attention. Um, so um, I guess so for me, like those moments that you just kind of remember. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a song that you've you know listened to a thousand times in this sure thousandth and one time something was different and it kind of struck you struck you different. I love that. Um, so um, so I guess a, a memorable mem- uh, memory for me, I would say is um, how many years ago this this was probably um, probably three probably four years ago I would say. Um, I um, was on the front porch and I got just got these new um, uh, noise canceling headphones. These are over the ear headphones mm-hmm. that were noise canceling. So I was like, okay, well, I was kind of really anticipating these headphones. I really wanted a pair, and I think at the time there wasn't any like in ear headphones. So I don't think the AirPods Pro were available yet. So right. these are like you know ones that you couldn't really do anything in. You just kind of have to sit sit and listen to stuff with it. Sure. Um, so I put on, um, of course, I was like, okay, well, I want to listen to like a very famous headphone series, a headphone song, where it's like um, the way it was mixed, you know, these songs just hit different. And that might be a good list that sure. we can dive into. Later. Oh, yeah, I like that. But um, I'm on the same page there. But uh, um, so I put on a Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is a song that obviously everybody knows. It's not my favorite Queen song, you know, just because it's, you know, one I've, you know, probably heard a thousand times. And, and, you know, like I said, at least, you know, it's just one of those that um, it's obviously an all time great song. It's not my favorite Queen song. Right. It's, I still like it. Um, but I put it on and uh, part of the hit different one time was um, before the solos, the last, I guess, I think it's the verse. Uh, Freddie goes, um, sometimes I wish I'd never been born at all. And obviously goes to the solo. And I, th- I know there's a lot of like mystery and myth about what that song is actually about. Uh, I can only assume it's something to do with Freddie and maybe a sexuality. You know, I don't, you know, I can only assume is that among other things. Sure. Um, and just hearing, uh, obviously this is just a studio version. So listening to it and listening to uh, his emotion in his voice at that time and obviously the music and everything uh, is, you know, I had to tear up. It really got me. Um, and like I said, I've listened to that song time since then. Um, and, uh, I guess since that moment, I've always took those songs differently and, um, felt it differently after that part. So, um, so, so you listen to Beamy Rhapsody. Uh, that's a great one, dude. Yeah. We're just, uh, I guess a special moment. That's a great one, man. Uh, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Matthew's always better with his words. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and again, we're just going to throw back each other. I know I mentioned this one on here a bunch, uh, a time or two at least, but, um, uh, you know, one thing about me, and I know people like to, uh, you know, say things. I'm being dead serious when I tell you my mind sucks. Uh, sometimes it bothers me. It worries me um, how forgetful I am about things. 
even like childhood stuff, like I'll try to, I, I just don't remember things. And, and uh, one thing that sticks out to my mind, I've mentioned it before, is uh, when Californication came out, uh, I remember bla- just playing it over and over and over. But I remember uh, lived next to my grandparents, small town guy, uh, and they had a pool. Uh, so we were over there all the time as kids. Um, and I, I was probably 13 or 14, 15. I don't know how I was. I was an early teen when it came out, but, uh, playing it over and over and over putting a, uh, while I was in the pool and I can just, I'm putting myself back there now. I can envision it. Uh, and it just, I just remember how, uh, and I was, a. I guess I would call myself a chili peppers fan at the time, but I really wasn't like, I liked songs by them, but I remember buying the album, um, and just being so surprised at how good it was and it was one of those situations as a kid that uh i had liked a song of theirs or two before but uh when that album come out and i bought it they went from probably like my uh, 30th favorite band to my number one band at the time uh you know so uh we'll never forget that feeling and, re- and real fast i wanted to throw these at you too dude when i think about uh albums uh that were pleasant surprises i've got two that jumped to my mind um the first one is uh, a 2003 album, uh, Anthrax, We've Come For You All. Um, I remember buying that, uh, and I don't even remember why I bought it. I mean, we, you know, we all like Anthrax. Anthrax is cool. Um, but I don't remember what made me buy that album. But I remember getting it and just falling in love with it. I, I was, uh, I remember going back, and I didn't buy it in 2003. It was probably 2005 when I got it because I was in college at the time. But I remember uh, just I, I putting myself back there now trips back and forth to college on the road just blaring it and mm-hmm. um uh, so that's one of those albums that'll always be uh special and important to me uh and the other one about a year before that one and i did buy this one when it came out is uh megadeth the system has failed because megadeth uh just my personal opinion and preference uh over the last uh many many years they put out some albums that i've not been too keen on uh, but I'll always listen and I'll always be inside, excited for them uh, just because it's Megadeth. But that was an album that um, is near and dear to my heart. It's one of my favorite ones by them. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who's got that on the back burner. It's just one mm-hmm. of those things yeah. where it's just a time and place, man. I was there and uh, it was a pleasant surprise to me. Do you have any albums like that? Um, I guess, um, I guess, well, let me think, pleasant surprises um, as far as that. Um, I guess I remember a time and place and I was really into it. So, uh, probably another Megadeth one. Um, this is my senior year in high school. Um, the end game. So it was probably, I mean, obviously I was heard of Megadeth before then. Um, but that was probably one of the first albums I actually got into by Megadeth. And, um, so like I was in a class where I could just listen to music and like headphones and stuff while I did my work. It was like a, um, it's like a college class mm-hmm. that you took online out of high school, right? So I was doing that and just playing in the game, and um, and that album uh was probably one, well, probably not their last great one, but one of their last great albums. I agree. For me. It's uh, that's one with it was I know it's Glenn Drover on not Glenn, Sean Drover on mm-hmm. drums, yep. uh, Chris Broderick on guitar, Broderick on guitar. Um, I think his first album with David Ellis, Ellison back in the group yep. because up till then he was he was in the group at, uh, for a while. Um, funny enough, how that isn't happening now. Yep. But um, that album, I guess, because obviously it's very politically driven. It's you know Dave Mustaine, 
Um, and this was probably 2010. So I can't say there's anything political really going on besides just regular political stuff. Yeah. You know, I think at the time, a lot of the songs were about um, the powers that be kind of taking control. And same thing as System has Failed, mm-hmm. honestly, is just, of, you know, I guess, five or six years later. Yep. Um, so that's definitely one that is... Uh, you know, anytime a song pops up from that album, like uh, the hardest part of letting go is saying goodbye. Um, in game, obviously, the song. Um, like I said, there was just a lot of great songs off of uh, that album. Dave Mustaine sounded great live on YouTube. You know, they were great. Probably the last time they were in South Carolina, honestly. I think they were uh, torn maybe for that album mm-hmm. uh, soon, that, like a couple years after that. And, uh, haven't been back since. No, I didn't realize that. Well, because uh, well, because there's because you know we were friends then, and then they came to Myrtle Beach. I remember and, that. Yeah, uh, they haven't been back since. Oh wow, um, I don't that's, think anyway. That's pretty cool. I didn't even realize. It. I will say this, dude. I uh, just I was looking at it while you're talking. Um, they and I know they're they're a legendary band who's had a lot of great early success, and you know, and we kind I kind of not I'm not gonna throw you in this, but I kind of mentioned earlier that well, you kind of did as far as that being the last one over the last uh, this century, um, especially over the last ten or twelve years, uh, it's been kind of hit or miss with them uh, for the most part. There's been really good songs, but you know, um, but I'll say they went on a three album stretch where they were pretty damn good again uh and i think they might get lost because in 2004 they put out the system has failed 2007 united abominations which i really liked that album that was a good one uh and then as you mentioned in 2009 a couple years later endgame which is a very good album uh that's got uh head crushers on that one uh let's see hold on because there was one because they did do a song i know it is there's another song after that that kind of reminds me of head crusher it came out for uh one of the rock band video games actually um let me look at i'm looking at it here now okay um so yeah that, that's it yeah okay head crushers on there yeah yeah so i mean you stuff like that dude like they they went out on a they had a damn stretch where they were hot and uh you know and i think sometimes again that just gets lost when uh, a band's been doing it so long um i mean yeah the, the next album next two albums were 13 and super collider nice which are yeah not that good not good at all um so again that that's kind of and look that's exactly what i'm talking about uh i, I would say like more re- you know what i want to give you one really fast dude uh there's one now i've been a i've been a fan of this next one um as far as songs uh but over the last uh year and a half uh i've look more into them and then i've got on this kick again here lately i guess since the super bowl me and matthew talked all fair about this but extreme uh talking about pleasant surprises like most of the time in my so one thing i've done over the course of my adult life is uh when there's a big legendary rock band or just just a band in general uh they don't have to be legendary but when they put out early stuff had success like i'll go back and listen to their catalog and uh you know Again, this is all uh, based off my preference, but most of the time when I do, um, I'll see right then and there like, okay, uh, I see why they're not as they're not that big. It, it's just that song or this or that. They had a couple songs that were pretty big in the spotlight, 
but nothing else really like they didn't capture that magic again like uh, ever again but extreme is one that uh you know obviously everybody knows more than words uh i think some people know a little bit more than that i know uh, get the funk out was one that people seem to like i hate that song um, um what's the other one they have do you want to play yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. that song all yep. was off of a one of those guitar hero games is what i know it from that's right that's right so so but they're one of those bands that uh uh early success um yeah or had some success and then you know they've been still i would say after their uh i guess mainstream success or their height their peak uh that's probably been uh, almost 30 years ago uh but and it was they were short-lived uh because of course you know as me and matthew's mentioned many times they're one of those bands that i feel like they came out just a hair too late um you know they were meant to be an 80s band in my personal humble opinion uh but they were a 90s band their their peak was uh i would say what like 92 to 96 or somewhere in there there's a four five six year uh stretch um and it wasn't even that big a peak but uh but i guess again i'll listen to bands and usually i'll find out why and then i'll move on but extreme is one that uh about a year and a half two years ago that i went back and listened to and I was pleasantly surprised. And obviously, everybody knows Nuno. And, and you know, well, I shouldn't say that. Everybody probably doesn't. But um, that was the main reason I went back and listened. I saw how respected he is in the music community. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Nuno Betancourt, their uh, lead guitarist, um, their heart and soul. Um, but, uh, dude, talk about a pleasant surprise. And I was telling Matthew off air, there's a, a song by them on their um Three Sides of Every Story, uh, I think that was 1992 that album came out. But uh, there's a song called Rest in Peace that uh, I've played on repeat. Now, I've had that song, mind you, in my library for years now. But over the last, uh, about a year and a half ago, I played it on repeat for a freaking week or two. And then uh, it popped back up the other day. So for the last week or two, I've had that thing on repeat again. Um, but... Pleasant surprise. I cannot look farther than them, man. How much do you, is Extreme one of those bands that you've you've listened to much? Uh, you know, what's your experience with them? Uh, very little. Okay. Uh, they're. Um, I know I've talked about before how um, I've definitely went down the '80s rabbit hole and get, listened to Horse Docking and uh, Striper, White Lion, right. White Snake, Winger, all this W Pants. Uh, um, you know, I listen to all sorts of eighties bands. Sure. They're one, one of the few that, um, I don't have any experience with. Right. Um, but you, you do have experience with Nuno. I know you're one of the ones who probably got me on Nuno more than anybody. Just, uh, your, I guess your respect for him and then me looking into him and seeing the world's respect for him, the music world anyways. Yeah. Cause he's most famously played with Rihanna for, you know, cause she hasn't really put out a lot of music or did a lot of touring in, in years. Right. But, um when she was going actively pretty solidly uh he was her back guitarist for years and he i guess he still is I, yeah. mean, I don't know what she's doing musically but uh he played in the super bowl and i was you know and he stuck out uh like a sore thumb with a big <laughs> pink guitar um which is crazy to me i told matthew this off air before i gotta get this in real fast before i forget the fact that he is her guitarist um uh, 
I guess we've all seen those movies where the the big time uh, famous person falls from grace uh, and they're working. You know, one that just popped in my mind, I was telling Matthew off air was uh, uh, and this isn't that big time person. Anyways, the Michael Keaton and the other guys, he's the uh, damn uh, the sheriff or, or the head uh, lieutenant of the police force and then on the side he works at bed bath and beyond yeah. but you know or uh the blades of glory uh chas michael michaels will ferrell's character he's the greatest skater in the world and he falls from grace and he's working at like a little side show uh, you know I, I that's what i and no disrespect because obviously rihanna is rihanna uh, and everyone knows that but uh the fact that he's her guitarist when it could be literally uh anybody for the for what they she plays i mean what you know what he's playing with her right so uh, yeah. th to me, I guess that just blows my mind. It's like seeing uh, your hero uh, working at a fast food chain or something and being like, man, what happened? You know, uh, and obviously nothing happened. He's well, probably well, killing it. You know? more like, you're like Gordon Ramsay working at McDonald's and it's like, bingo. You know, they, they can have anybody doing the job, but yes. they have one of the best chefs ever <laughs> doing it. Anybody can flip the burger. Yeah. I, I, but I, Gordon Ramsay's doing it. That's perfect analogy. Yeah. Dude. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, well, you know, I think it's, I think we both mentioned it. Uh, a gig's a gig. That's a pretty big one. Of course. Uh, and like I said, he's not, and I don't, you know, there could, you know, the general normal show, he could have something like a solo or something to kind of, you know, bring him out of the darkness, but uh -huh. no, I don't care about enough about Rihanna to do to find that out well i mean i wonder how many people real fast i wonder how many people uh are rihanna fans go to the rihanna concert who have uh uh, uh some sort of a, a um i guess know who he is do you think there's anyone who uh who's a big rihanna fan uh didn't know who he was prior that became an extreme fan do you think that happens uh I, if they come into it as a rihanna fan as a rihanna fan very little yeah because uh, i mean you know, all he's like to, cause all he's doing is, you know, very small just chords and stuff. Like, I can't imagine he's doing anything serious. Right. And there's nothing in the spotlight. So, you know, most people probably don't even think about who he is. Like, <laughs> exactly. He's like a guy playing guitar. <laughs> Unless they just maybe recognize him from, I don't know, the, not the Tonight Show or something. You know, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, or the more, more than words. Probably there's the more than words guy. Video. <laughs> yeah. Probably more than anything. Yeah. Um, Good point. So, uh, so yeah, so I guess, to get back to the prompts. Yeah, let's um, do that. <laughs> another, uh, get off of extreme. Um, <laughs> I'll never get off of extreme. So, um, I guess another kind of a lightning bolt moment, one that, okay. um, sticks with me. Um, me and a buddy back, you know, back when we were, uh, I guess in high school, uh, or just out of high school, there was, uh, nothing else to do. So we would go to Myrtle beach every weekend. And, right. Uh, just cruise around, do whatever. So uh, we got into a ritual of going and buying uh, when FYE was still a thing. We would go to the new mall, which mm. is, I don't know, an hour from here, I guess, maybe. Um, going down there to FYE, buying a CD, and mm -hmm. listening to it all the way up through Myrtle Beach, through North Myrtle, which is probably a 45-minute trip. Right. With all the traffic to a restaurant to eat. So... Um, well, it's a really good, I guess, because, I mean, I bought so many good albums. I mean, I bought, uh, I think, a Def Leppard, Greatest Hits. I bought uh, Skid Row's debut album, which is obviously their best, yep. honestly. The of course. Best, uh, uh, my favorite song off of is A Sweet Little Sister. Off mm. album. Uh, 
but the biggest one is um a white white loss white snakes greatest hit ah there was a the i think it's the one with the white with the white cover with their logo in the middle yeah um there's so many you know obviously it's the greatest hits so it's obviously all of their really good songs right um and so just you know the, the windows down music playing i mm. guess there's so many mo- moments that uh it's just, just almost like a music video yeah whether it's wind you know when, having the windows down is kind of a cliche yeah music videos for most songs uh um and that's just that's one of them i guess that yeah you know there's great 80s songs so, you know, if it was 87 you guys would be pulling chicks doing that, well, like that <laughs> you know driving a camaro yes like t-top camaro yes uh <laughs> yes yeah so there's like uh, that's a great moment so there's you know and i think i remember probably one of the moments why i grew up my hair for a while was the same thing coming up from work several it was you know an afternoon it was sunny windows down uh, I was already a little long, just like long enough to hang off the back of my head. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, okay, I'm actually going to grow this out. And it was listening to Skid Row, you know, and obviously some, you know, some upbeat song from them. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think uh, there's a lot of memories with 80s music that I'm assuming everybody has that it's like, uh, if they're a fan of that music, you can just tie certain moments to them those songs yeah no doubt you know i and i I hate to keep getting off the prompt but one thing that's funny about the uh, bands that we like from the 80s there's a lot of them that um you know and you mentioned earlier kind of which and i you didn't come out with these words but like that second tier or third tier like the white snakes and and a lot of those uh not i should say white snake because white snake i don't want to throw them second tier the white line excuse me um do you notice like um a lot of them that were uh the third tier second third tier uh, like they're more well known for their ballads. Uh, and I guess that's getting back to my point with like what it stream, like, you know, you know them for more than words or, you know, uh, you know, white line for when children cry or, uh, but, and then it's like, okay, when I listen to the rest of your catalog, I'm either going to dig this, uh, or I'm not. And most of the time, personally, when I do listen to it, it's just like, eh, no, that, you know, they caught lightning in a bottle. Uh, but again, I guess that's why stream was different because when I went back and listened, I was like, oh man, these guys, uh, and I told Matthew off air with this, they reminded me a lot of chili peppers before chili peppers were chili peppers. And I know chili peppers have been around longer than them, but you know, as far as that style that made chili peppers famous, uh, you know, I feel like they were doing it before, uh, but you know, anyways, uh, talking about uh, the pleasant surprises, I know. And I told Matthew this, uh, and I've said it on the air many, many times, um, I, I've got a cousin of mine who's, uh, introduced me a lot of music over the years. He's 10 years older. So of course he's been, he's kind of the person who got me into the rock and roll and everything as a kid. But, uh, you know, he, uh, was like, you got to check this band out. And it was bad city, which uh, we mentioned on here. Uh, they put out their alone album in 2011. Um, it's called welcome to the wasteland. Great, great, great album. One of my favorite albums of all time it was on my list of the deserted islands, uh, island out, uh, podcast that we did, excuse me. But, uh, they, uh, such a pleasant surprise. Uh, no expectations. If Matthew sends me a song or I send him a song, of course, we're excited because the other person, uh, sent it and you know, it's gotta be pretty good. They like it. But at the end of the day, like, uh, in the back of your mind, you still don't have expectations. It's basically like you're either going to like it or you don't. Uh, and most of the time when, when we, 
not just me and Matthew, but once you do that to somebody, uh, it's like, oh, that's pretty good. Or, or I don't really care for that. And then it's over with. Uh, even if you like it, you're like, oh, that's pretty good. It's still the end of it. But, uh, you know, once in a while, it'll be like this bad city situation where you're like, oh, my God, I've got to go see what else they have. This is great. Uh, this scratches all my itches as far as what I like in music. Um, but that's one I'll never forget. And I even, you know, kind of Matthew's put this theme of like, remember where, you know, just the moments and like what's going on and kind of paint a picture for you being there. And the bad city one's probably about four or five years ago for me. Uh, and I remember being at my, um, wife's, uh, grandparents house, uh, outside cause I had signal out there, not very good cell uh, phone service in their house, but, uh, he sent it to me and he said, you got to check this out. So, but I remember that man, I remember being outside and listening to it and like, Oh my gosh, this is unreal. Um, uh, and again, it just goes with the theme when you talk about the pleasant surprises, like you could forget things in your life. You could forget what you ate for dinner yesterday. But those moments, man, where uh, something just hits you with music, um, you know, you just don't forget it. It's just yeah. it's so important to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like in those uh, moments, I guess, are kind of what I mean. Or kind of what you, well, for, I guess we mm-hmm. as music nerds really strive for. Sure. Is these lightning in the bottle moments that you know a song comes on or it's you know something something you never heard before right and it just like really sucks you in i mean another memory um just want to share is um uh me and the same buddy so we would go to fye um a, bu- a friend of his burnt this uh, kind of what we thought like this long lost kiss album mm-hmm. and uh because it was the one that well honestly still not talked about um He's like, you gotta hear this. Is not it's Kiss, but it's not Kiss. It's like way different than what you normally hear from Kiss and how they sound. And like, okay, and it was super heavy, super grungy, and it was of course Carnival of Souls. Hmm. Uh, you know their kind of grunge album they released back in ninety seven. Right, right. Um, it's not the kind of glam rock and the even the eighties stuff. This is way heavier than that. Um. And I can't say it's like the best album, but I guess it was just a moment, like instead of it being totally different. I mean, the only, honestly, the good song that I still like is Rain. Mm-hmm. Off that song, I yeah. love the album. Uh, Paul Stanley obviously sounds great on that yeah. song. But uh, like I said, you know, it's a moment, like I said, something like that where I'm totally unexpected. Like I said, I'm definitely a Kiss fan, but at that point, I, I've definitely not gone through their whole catalog. And, um, that album, like I said, is still one that I would argue most, well, most Kiss Kiss fans know, mm-hmm. obviously. But for those on the, on the, maybe, maybe even like looking in, you know, yeah, uh, they have no idea that that's Kiss or what that is. Right, right. Um, yeah, so that's one, like I said, I would definitely go out and listen to. I mean, there's probably people out there that, that don't know that song or that album, yeah. Carnival Souls. Because it's right after Circus, Circus, mm-hmm. um, which is you know honestly one of their best albums. Um, yep. So yeah, again, another memory. Uh, you know, I have. Check it out, dude. I'm glad you said that about the Carnival of Souls because that is a. Uh, I don't think that gets enough love. Like that's a really good Kiss album, and but I don't think Kiss. Like, I, I think there's a lot of diehard Kiss fans, and I think you and I are both Kiss fans, but there's a lot of diehards who are not as uh, keen on it, I guess. Like, a lot of the diehards aren't big uh, Carnival Souls fans, but 
I guess that's the good thing about not being a, a KISS Army member. Uh, I'm <laughs> yeah. very subjective. It's just like, all right, you like it, you like it. But so very good one there. Um, what I was going to mention is uh, one that comes to mind, and this one's a little bit more personal between me and Matthew, is um, we're hanging out at my house a handful of years ago, and um, I don't remember where our wives were. They were doing something because uh, I just remember me and Matthew being there. Not even my kids, if I remember correctly, but um, we're, we're actually watching YouTube, just pulling up different music uh, videos, and, and obviously it's most of the stuff we know. And I, I just I remember very fondly that Matthew didn't leave with this. It's almost like, a, oh, yeah, check this out. Um, but after listening for what seemed to be a couple of hours and watching videos, Matthew's like, oh, yeah, I got one for you. Um, have you ever heard of uh, White Reaper? And, uh, oh, yeah. you know, no, nope, never heard of that. Uh, well, you know, yeah, these guys are pretty good. Uh, you know, he pulls them up and uh, do not my damn socks off like how good these guys were. And I've been a fan of them ever since, but uh, you know, going back to the pleasant surprises, the whole theme of this thing is uh, it seems like, and I did not think about it until we started talking about it tonight is uh, it's the memories that really, really burn in your brain. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like, well, that definitely another one, you know, we're doing what we're doing now, but obviously before the pod, you know, probably even existed. There's another house for you. You were living at, uh, and I think it's one that I guess we, you found, or we find around the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you found and you introduced him to me, but you weren't a fan. It was like one that you might've ch- like, I know cause you're prone for like making lists of like, okay, uh, I saw this. I, I haven't listened to it yet. I just saved it. So yep. I'm going to say, I'm going to play it now for both of us. Mm-hmm. And it was reckless love. Yeah. So reckless love, obviously. This is when they were pretty much in the hiatus. They weren't even doing anything musically, right? As far as like releasing anything or anything like that. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's one of those that they were obviously uh, not doing anything musically. I can't don't even know how you found them. <laughs> I think from live from your Twitter page, you, you used to go yeah. on. But uh, yeah, so you know, we both, you know, obviously you, you introduced them to, to me mm-hmm. and to both of us. And Reckless Love is definitely one of our favorites. I yes. mean, it's obviously. They're so good, and um, obviously we're fans for life now. I feel like we're good luck chucks, dude, because there is a lot of bands like that. That, um, and I'm not saying Reckless Love it wasn't successful already, but it seems like uh, once you and I started listening, because I feel like when we did start listening, uh, when we started to listen to them, like they still weren't, um, like they've made a lot of progress, you know, in the last, uh, I'd say five years or so. You know what I mean? Like they've been on damn shows and. Um, yeah, and you know they put out some albums that's. I just feel like they took it. They've taken it to another level, uh, and you, and I, I I'll give you another pleasant surprise. Uh, went to a um, to a uh, Steel Panther concert at uh, Myrtle Beach. Um, did I can't remember? Did we go to that concert? Or, yeah, we did together. Yeah, 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 we went to the concert. Uh, Matthew and I, our wives, we went and seen uh, Reckless Love. Oh, not Reckless Love. Excuse me, Steel Panther at Myrtle Beach. And obviously, uh, we're both still Panther fans. I think anybody who's listened to this podcast for a while knows that. But uh, I still had no expectations uh, in a weird way. I felt like, uh, and maybe that's because I, I put my guards up a lot of times with music and things like that. Like, I don't want to expect much because, you know, don't want to get let down. But um, I do remember just leaving there and uh, thinking like, man, I just saw something pretty damn special. And I know they put on these great concerts every, every night, but, uh, 
I still to this day will uh, tell anyone who will listen to me that uh, that concert was extra special. They were so good that night. And another one that uh, pops in my mind, me and Matthew also went and saw Guns N' Roses uh, a handful of years ago The first, when they just got back together, uh, the big three. And um, and I, I will dare say to anyone who will listen to that as well, they have not been uh that was a special night for them like they just had their damn fastball that night they were unreal yeah. i've heard so many horror stories about axel rose over the years about how he sounds live and everything and i'll tell you this uh they played for over a couple hours and uh my man was on point that night yeah and like i said that was i mean i guess it was a whole combination of things like i say that's off to their first tour back with the with the big three and just Guns Roses in general, sure. who they haven't played in a while. And um, obviously, I think it's a, you know when they were still relatively cheap to go see. Right, I right, right. They might have been like two tickets for like one hundred and fifty. Mm. Like at least like from where we were sitting, um, I know you had like a lawn section seat. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So with you know seeing Guns and Roses and obviously Axel sounded great musically. The whole group obviously kicked ass, and even like the members like. Richard Fotis and the, you know, that were like, you know, a new arrival, I guess he being like in the newer incarnation of mm-hmm. guns and how it all just worked. And obviously they're still going and obviously they're maybe putting out new stuff, maybe one day, who knows? But, yeah. uh, um, so yeah, again, a great memory and obviously, uh, the memories of us taking forever to get out of traffic <laughs> after and get back to where we were staying. Yeah. Um, It'll burn with me until the day I die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just again, one of those memories, man. Uh, and like I said, I guess the whole point of this topic was to kind of go over, um, like I said, just you know, uh, memories of music yeah. and kind of what they mean to you, and yeah. uh, you know, you know, pleasantly surprised uh, these memories that were like you know are ingrained in you uh-huh. for for life forever no, no doubt dude i got one last one i just want to throw at you because i'll be pissed off with myself if i don't uh one of my biggest uh pleasant surprises i'll say is uh a couple years ago around christmas uh at our local community college uh which uh there was and they don't do a whole lot of things there um which as most community colleges do they have a uh, stage uh, area, like a like what do you well, auditorium? Excuse me, uh, and they don't do a whole lot of things there. It's not a big venue or anything like that. Um, but my wife was working there at the time, and they had a concert. Uh, and I wasn't even going to go there, even though she was working. But my uh, her grandma, um, my kid's great grandma, wanted to go. And uh, so I said, I'll tell you what, I'll get a babysitter and I'll take you to this concert. Had no expectations. It was just one of those things. I was trying to be a good person. Um, and it was the band, The Embers. Uh, and I don't know if you've heard of them. I think uh, you would if I, uh, you know, there's a there's a chance that you would if I found you a song or two that you'd be like, oh, yeah, I know this. Uh, but they're a group that's been together for, gosh knows, a very, very, very long time. I'd say probably 40, 50 years. Um, but they put on a concert, their Christmas concert. And when I tell you it was wonderful, it was just a I enjoyed that concert almost as much as any concert I've ever been to. Um, you know, they just did a great job, great showmanship, um, very good live group. You can tell they've been doing it. Um, but uh, 
you know, that one sticks out of my mind. It's just one of those that I had no expectations. And I'll be honest with you, not only did I have no expectations, I honestly uh, went under the mindset that I would not even like it. Um, but I was so wrong. It was so good. And that one just sticks out to me, man. Yes, it's a great memory, especially of a group that like, you know, I think 90% of the people people are listening don't really know who of course. they are. And even a group that, you know, we're not fans of can often still have, provide a great memory, especially, you know, just at the given time. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I really fast, dude, I want to say uh, they uh, I was wanting to find it for you guys. Um, they oh, OK. The Embers formed in 1958. Uh, so I, I just yeah. wanted to throw that out there. I just I feel like you have to know that it's amazing. Uh, they recorded their first album live from the North Carolina State University Student Union. Uh, but yeah, oh oh, I give you the song that you know. I love beach music. Okay, uh, yeah, so, so everybody yeah, everybody knows that one. Everybody knows that one. Uh, if you're listening to this and you've ever listened to music at all, you know I love beach music. But uh, but again, uh, no expectations. And I hope that if you're listening to this that maybe some of this uh, reaches out to your soul, what me and Matthew talked about. Like, again, just those times where you have no expectations. You might not even be in the mood to listen to music or see a band or an artist. Um, and, uh, you know, that song just speaks to you, uh, you know, or, or that album just really digs down in your soul and you play it on repeat. Maybe you're having a tough time in your life. Maybe, uh, maybe you're just, you know, you're in a music funk, as me and Matthew like to talk about sometimes, how, um, you know, there's just nothing that you want to listen to. You've heard what you listen to many, too many times. You don't want to play it again. And there's nothing new for you to listen to. Uh, and, you know, these moments that we're, we're mentioning tonight are just those times where you're like, man, like I needed that. That's awesome. That just uh, gives me a resurgence in like, you know, why I love music and, uh, you know, all that good shit. Yeah, so a lot of uh, great stuff to strive for, I guess, musically to kind of keep an ear out for. Of course. Um, so, yeah, so uh, going to our last subject here. Yeah. Uh, uh, some quick uh, recommendations. And, Let's do it, uh, brother. I'm going to use it, I guess, just more of a general new stuff that's been released. Sure. Um, um, even if it's not all recommend, recommended. Um Arrival Sons released a new song. Yes, they uh, did. Bird in the Hand. Hey, real fast, what do you think about it? Not my favorite. Okay. Uh, I like um, Nobody Wants to Die the Best out of the three they've released. Um, okay. This one's okay. Nothing. I was expecting more, like, vocally. Mm-hmm. It was just, just kind of a, you know, a good song, kind of in the middle of the road. Okay. Um, Winger released a new song. So Winger released a song called Proud Desperado. It's not the best song. They obviously have better. Um, the biggest takeaway is Kim Winger still sounds very good, mm-hmm. like amazingly good, like 80s Kip Winger good. Beautiful um, bastard. Uh, and Starcrawler released a five-song um, EP, acoustic EP. Did they really? Yeah. So it's, Did uh, not know that. So it's uh, definitely songs that they've released. It's just off their, I think, probably their last album for the most part. Um, How are they acoustically? I can't even picture uh, it. Well, they're good, but you, I, I'll have to show you kind of after how they are different because it's like almost very slow, quiet country parts. Okay. I say country loosely because it's not country as far as what you expect. Like that vibe? Well, yes, yeah, like really slow and quiet. It's mm-hmm. very, uh, yeah, like, you know, I don't know. It's hard to hard to. I can't even picture doing that. Uh, well, she sounds 
probably the best she, she she can. I mean, I think with her voice is definitely she's not, you know, not everybody can be Taylor Swift and <laughs> yeah. uh, Daniel Sparrow. Yeah, uh, you sure know, can. Uh, you I know, get what you're saying. But uh, yeah, like I said, you know, for her, you know, I think it's more of her raw emotion and just uh, the sound she gets out of her voice. Not that she's like a great technical singer, right? But um, but yeah, so she does sound good, especially in this setting. Um, so that will recommend. I said their acoustic set, and just a couple of uh, actual recommendations. Um, uh, Jonas Brothers, someone we've never mentioned on this podcast, mm. uh, released a song called Wings. It's a they released it in February. I guess it's a new album. They're I guess I guess they're putting out. Okay. Um, it's pretty. It's a very good song. It's definitely kind of, um, kind of a retro song. It's definitely. I hear a little bit of like hollow notes but it's also it's, it's modern so it's still you know you can tell it's a new song but it's really good and i sent you one uh i think friday uh a new well not a new song by lady gaga this one's a couple years old mm-hmm. off of her album jolene no sorry joanne sorry joanne okay. uh diamond heart um it's a song from lady gaga from i think a few years ago i think it's a relatively new song uh but it's really good. She sounds really good. I like okay. um, the drums are really high in the mix. Oh, this so is the song really, you, you sent me. Yeah, and this like, is new. Uh, well, no, it's probably oh, okay, okay. two, three years. Gotcha. Okay, that's what you're you know, Relatively yeah, yeah. new. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, um, good song. Yeah, the drums are really loud and really aggressive in it, and uh, they kind of really bring the song together. So, a couple recommendations there. That's awesome, man. I got a few as well. And yes, uh, you heard him right there. That uh, Lady Gaga song is badass. Uh, I that's one that really caught my eye. So, uh, Matthew sent it to me off air, uh, or sent it off. I can't say off air or anything like we're something. He sent that to me the other day. I really like that one. Uh, first one, have you ever been, have you ever heard of a metal band called tragedy? No. Okay. Well, I, I'm under the impression that they do all covers, uh, but I could be wrong, but I've come across this album called disco balls to the wall. Uh, first song is gimme, gimme, gimme. Second song is you're the one that I want. Uh, then they've got, uh, uh, staying alive sweet caroline uh it's raining men how deep is your love but anyways it goes on and on and on it's songs that you all well know uh but it's metal um the i, I it's weird that i'm shouting it out because there was a couple the first couple i listened to were kind of disappointing i was like oh they could have done that so much better uh, i think one stuck out in my mind i want to say it might have been sweet caroline uh so i thought it was kind of cool it's worth listening to some of your songs that you know uh and done in metal uh as Matthew mentioned, uh, Bird in the Hand by Rival Sons, I had that one on there. I do like it. Um, it's a very, it's kind of like a soulful, uh, almost like a gospel uh, country-ish sound to me. I don't like how um, they've done tricks with his uh, voice um, in that song. Like, it's like, hey, man, don't ever mess with his, just give him yeah, a microphone. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyways, a uh, couple that I have for you. Um there was a Michael Monroe song that I found uh, this week. It's not new. I want to say it's uh, actually it's from last year, um, but it's called Everybody's Nobody. Uh, pretty good song. There was a uh, song by Andy McCoy called Seven Seas from uh, about three years ago. It was really cool. Um, and then the number one that I got uh, going on theme with what I told you earlier. Uh, been on this uh, Nuno kick for a while now, but uh I wanted to look a little bit more into Nuno and, uh, you know, Nuno has an album where he actually, he played everything. I think the band was like uh, generation one or something, but he had to change the name for some reason. But, uh, I think 
it's it's under the the band's called Drama Gods, and the song's called Something About You, and it's it's almost like it starts off it's almost painfully like 90s cheesy like uh sound but it's so catchy and then it gets in there and i really like the song uh but again that's i think nuno does everything in that with the drama god song so uh but those are the few that i have dude uh before we go off air there was one question that i had for you uh i came across this on the internet and i wanted to throw it at you and see what you had to say uh, let me find this real fast. I've got it on here somewhere. Uh, pardon my bad podcasting right here while I do find this. Okay, here it goes. All right, couple questions. Um, the theme, and I found this on the internet. That's why I'm using it. All right, one has to go. All right, I'm gonna give you four. And there, and there's three different questions, but this is the this first four: Judas Priest, Metallica, Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden. One has to go. Uh, one has to go. Priest, Metallica, Sabbath, Maiden. Uh, probably Judas Priest. Okay. Uh, I was uh, painfully, um, I was probably going to go Maiden, um, but painfully. It was either going to be Maiden or Metallica for me, and I know that sounds crazy, but uh, you know, none of them you want to go. Anyways, moving on. Uh, next one, The Beatles, Queen, Zeppelin, Stones, and I know Matthew's going to say, Probably, well, everyone but Queen. So <laughs> yeah, you don't care about any of those three, do you? No, not really. Okay, uh, number one. I more and more, more and more lately. Uh, and I'm, you know what? I've got an idea in a minute. But uh, I've been liking the Beatles uh, over the last couple of years silently. Uh, I would probably say Zeppelin on this. Well, no, the Stones. I would say the Stones. And I, you know, nothing against them or any of them. Yeah, but, they're probably last. For yeah. Me too, so I'd, I'd agree. And, no, and then the last one I had for you tonight, uh, one has to go. Number one, Bon Scott. Number two, David Lee Roth. Three, Brian Johnson. Four, Sammy Hagar. Bon Scott, David Lee Roth, Brian Johnson, Sammy Hagar. Um, probably Sammy Hagar. Okay. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is I agree with you, and he might be as talented as any of them, right? Definitely the best singer at all. Right. Would definitely, like, without a doubt, he was probably the best. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Okay, and that's all I got for you tonight, man. Hey, you know what? This has been awesome. Um, I do want to thank you guys again uh, for just listening. It's crazy that people give a shit what we're saying, uh, but, you know, seems that people uh, people listen. I do appreciate yeah. that. Um, so, you know, I just want to thank you for that. I know uh, we'll be back. As always, next week with another great topic. Matthew, I've got some homework. I just thought of it. You probably know what I'm going to say. Uh, or maybe you don't. The Beatles. Okay. Let's listen to the Beatles. we got homework. We're going to listen to the Beatles. We're going to check them out. Uh, I've been uh, I've been a closet Beatles guy for probably about a year and a half, two years now. Um, more so in the last year, I would say. So, uh, But I, we're going we're gonna to check them out, listen to some homework. We're going to have a great topic for you next week. Um, but again, as always, appreciate you guys listening. Love you. Peace. See you.